So come out of the dumpster. Don't leave me standing here. Come out of the dumpster. It's okay. The coast is clear. The cop cars are leaving. Channel Five's packed up its crew. So come out of the dumpster. I'll be right here waiting for you. Hi, my podcast friends. It's Roy. I am here on the phone with a very special guest. Her name is Sarah Shaw, and Sarah is going to tell us all about the world of dance and musical theater and the industry and all the things that I don't know because Lord knows I am not a dancer. So, welcome, <laughs> Sarah. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on here. Oh, I'm so appreciative that you agreed to be on. I appreciate it. So, yeah, give, of course, I'm excited. Give us a little background about what you do in this in, in this crazy industry. Um, well, I do a lot of auditioning. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I so I didn't really know that I was going to be a dancer from when I was like a little baby. Um, I went to college, like not planning to major in dance. I was, that was not the plan. And I ended up majoring in dance. I I spent four years studying dance um, at Skateboard College is where I went. Um, But it was like a sort of more modern and ballet based program. I I didn't really do any musical theater. And then I moved here and suddenly decided that I wanted to do musical theater. So that was a little bit of a a jump um, because I had never sang. I had never acted. I really just had this sort of modern ballet technique, which I'm very thankful for that I had that sort of foundation of technique, but it's quite different from musical theater, um, if you've never done musical theater before. So I just kind of, I did the professional semester at Broadway Dance Center, and that sort of introduced me to the world of musical theater dance, and then I just started going to auditions um, and taking voice lessons and stuff, and in addition to keeping up with my dancing just so that I could know how to sing because even if you are a dancer and dancing is your number one you you definitely still have to be able to sing if you want to do musical theater um and uh i don't know i just i guess a lot of auditions i've done a couple of small shows so far last summer um i did carousel at regal music theater which was really fun and that was sort of my first sort of professional musical theater um, job. I've had a couple of other sort of more dance-related jobs. I danced at Bush Gardens uh, two winters ago, which was super fun, and um, I've done a couple of other small gigs here and there. But yeah. Now, what did you dance <laughs> at? What did you dance at Bush Gardens? I'm so curious. Um, <clears throat> I was in Miracles. <laughs> um, it's a Christmas show. It was directed and choreographed by Christopher Dumbois, and he was like absolutely amazing I loved working with him um and it was a really fun show it was a like a 25 to 30 minute show I think it was and we would perform like four to six shows a day um so it was really great because um especially for a first sort of professional job because I got to do a lot of performing right um a lot of people are kind of like oh I I would I don't want to do a theme park uh like I want to beyond Broadway or whatever, but I really like to encourage people to not say no to theme parks, particularly early in their career, because it's a really great opportunity to get in a lot of performing. Very much so. I actually, it's funny you say that, I got to do, 
I didn't say no to theme parks, but I just didn't get them. I'm a musician, so I was like, I mean, I don't really understand what it does, and it wasn't really ever on my radar. Right, absolutely. So I had a friend come up to me, and they're like, would you consider working at Bush Gardens? And I was like, I mean, I, I don't do theme parks. Like, I don't go, but sure, why not? And so I ended up working at Gloria this year. Yeah, so we I got to see all of Miracles and Rudolph and all those really great shows. So it definitely Um, gives you. Did you know um, any of the cast members from Miracles? I was really good friends with Autumn and Corey. I don't know if you got to meet them. I they were Miracles this year. That's so funny. I know who they are in passing. I didn't get to like hang out with them or anything like that. Gotcha. I I remember Gloria was a hard show for Miracles to see because I think we had the same schedule. I don't know if it was the same this year. It is very true. And, and you know, one thing I would definitely encourage people, and not even from a dancer standpoint, but from just a musician performer standpoint, doing theme parks is incredibly crazy because you have six shows a day with sometimes rehearsals in the middle of your shows, which means you have to go grab dinner, come back, but you only have 40 minutes to rest. Like it's a, it's a grueling process. It's a rewarding process. Mm -hmm. It's so grueling. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's, I think part of why it was such a great experience for me. I think at this point, um, that was two years ago that I did that. I think at this point, I probably wouldn't maybe do a theme park again. Um, but I, I really do encourage people, especially when they're first starting out. I think theme parks are great. Good way to like make money, get some performance experience. And, and a lot of theme parks actually do bring in some fantastic directors and choreographers. They do. I mean, for example, I got to work with Christopher Zimbabwe, who's like absolutely amazing um, ballet dancer, choreographer. So it, it really was a good experience. That's awesome. Now, what, so let's see. What is a hard lesson that you've had to learn in this industry so far? Um... The hardest lesson I've had to learn, I think, you know, as, as sort of cliche as this is, rejection, mm-hmm. um, that is something that, like, they, people always tell you, oh, you're going to be rejected, you're going to be rejected, you have to deal with rejection, blah, 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 um, but you don't really know how hard that's going to be until you're actually living it. Um, I think that... You know, especially when there's always going to be the people that you hear about who moved to New York when they were 18, 19 years old, and they booked a Broadway show on their second audition that they went on, and now they're like, a star. Um, And I think that something that I've struggled with is that you just have to remember that that's not the norm, that even though those are the things that we hear about, we hear about them because they are crazy, and it's, it's a crazy thing that happens to this person but it's not the norm and and the majority of the people who are you know doing the grind in this career that 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 doesn't happen to them um but we have to remember that there are so many so many successful um performers in musical theater who have been on broadway who have had you know numerous um successes in their career who that didn't happen to and they didn't get a call back for the first two years that they lived here or whatever you know what i mean and i think that um, everyone, even though you hear about, oh, you're going to have to deal with rejection, blah, blah, everyone always kind of has that secret dream that they'll just not have to deal with that and they'll just be on Broadway and it'll be great. <laughs> right. um, but I think that that was, and still is, I think, probably one of the hardest things because it's, 
you end up um, kind of turning in on yourself. What am I doing wrong? I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not talented enough. I can't sing. You know, all these things you start turning in on yourself when in reality it was just like, oh, you were 5'7 and they needed somebody who was 5'3. Right. Um, and, you know, that that's just the way that it is. And it's that I think was probably the hardest thing to deal with for me. Now, on the flip side of that, what are you most proud of in your career thus far? Oh my gosh, what am I most proud of? Um, that's so funny. I said, it's like, that's actually a really typical question for me to answer. What am I most proud of? I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, like, I made an Instagram post the other day, um, and the caption of my post was uh, something like, at the end of the day, we're all in New York City, so we basically booked it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I could say, oh, like, doing Carousel last summer was the proudest moment of my career, or doing whatever was good. But I think that just, like, the fact that I'm here and I'm doing it, mm-hmm. like, that is just, I mean, that is in itself more than half the battle. Right. Um, and I think just the fact that I've been here and I'm doing it and I have had successes, um, you know, however relatively big or small they've been, I have had successes and I'm here. And that is something that I, I think I should be proud of and everyone should be proud of. Everyone who's here in New York should be proud of that because it's hard. It is not easy to be here. And even if all you've booked is like a tiny little theme park, right? A theme park. That's yeah. still like, there are hundreds and thousands of people across the country and the world who would just die just to be here in New York getting cut at auditions. It's the dream, right? Absolutely. So, <laughs> I think that, yeah, just being here, doing it, and living my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, here's another really weird question. What did your parents think when you were like, listen, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to study dance, and then I'm going to move to New York City, and I'm going to work my butt off, and I'm going to more than likely book it at some point in my life, but don't worry, everything will be fine. (laughs) Um, I am very, very blessed that my parents are super, super supportive of me. Thank you, Mom and Dad, love you so much, as you're listening, which you probably will when I tell you that I did this. Um, (laughs) And they, so like I said, when I went to college, I was not planning on being a dance major, um, I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll take some dance classes because I danced um, a little bit when I was younger, but I never had any sort of professional aspirations. And then at the end of my freshman year, I called my mom and I was just like, Mom, um, I think that I'm going to declare dance major. And she goes, okay. <laughs> That's, I mean, like, she just wants me to be happy, you know? So I, I, did, my, I did my dance major. Um, she was super supportive of it. My dad was super supportive of it the whole time. They would come up and see my performances. And when I told them I wanted to move to New York, they were like, okay. <laughs> I got into the professional semester and they, they've just been very much like, you do what you want. Go and do it. When you need us, give us a call. If you need us, give us a call, but we're going to let you kind of do whatever you want. Cause they trust me. And that's really awesome. I mean, it also helps that, 
um, my parents live in Philadelphia now. My mom actually grew up in Manhattan. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So she's very familiar and comfortable here. Um, and they're only a two-hour bus ride away, just in case I ever need them. Um, so yes, they've, they've been actually very supportive. I don't have uh, any kind of dramatic story of them kicking at me out of the house because I wanted to be a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have siblings? I have one younger sister. Her name is Emma, um, and she's also an artist, but she's a visual artist. Okay. All right. Yes. So there's a lot of arts in your family, I see. Yes. It's so funny. My um, my mom is a medical writer, and my dad works in the hospital at the University of Pennsylvania, and then my sister is an artist, and I'm a dancer. So. <laughs> um, but we do, my parents did a lot of art growing up, particularly my mom. Um, so art is, um, and especially my mom's father, my grandfather was um, very heavily involved in arts as well. So lots of support for the arts in my family, for sure. That's so awesome. So what is your dream show? I'm very curious. My dream show. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is that I would love to play Val in A Chorus Line. Thank you. Um, I think that A Chorus Line is kind of every dancer's dream show. Um, most people want to play Cassie, but not that I wouldn't want to play Cassie. Cassie, obviously, is an amazing character, but I just love the song Dance Time 3. I would love to play Val. I think it would be just such a fun, fun character. Um, that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind when I really say, think about what my dream show would be. Well, I'm with you because I was, I get nervous. I like to phrase questions so that I can lead a specific answer, but I've learned in the past that it doesn't always work out the way that I want it to. So I was going right. to say, how do you feel about a chorus line? But I felt like that could actually turn out to be a terrible answer. I'm like, I hate it. It's the worst show ever. And be like, and <laughs> next no, question. I love a chorus line. <laughs> One of the hardest but most beautiful shows because it's so real and the music is incredible. The dancing is incredible. Michael Bennett. Holy cow. Oh, the man is genius. So what advice um, can you give to dancers? Sorry? What advice can you give to dancers? You have a whole arsenal of advice from how to take care of your body to booking jobs to preparing. What is your, what is your advice? Um, eat and sleep. The simplest, like, because people, I, when I was in college, um, I did a lot. I not only was a dance major, but I was a double major, and I was also on the swim team as well at my school. Oh, my God. Um, so I was really, really busy. I would often wake up at, like, 5.30 in the morning, have swim practice, go to ballet class for two hours, go to an academic class, come back to the dance studio, have rehearsal, not really be done until 10 p.m., do my homework and do it all again the next day. Um, and people ask me that a lot, like, how do you do it? Like, how do you keep your body in check and how do you, you know, keep yourself going? And, like, I mean, obviously, you know, you need to listen to your body and, and do what you need to do, but it is so important to eat and sleep because <laughs> if you don't do those two things, I guarantee you, you won't be able to do anything else. So That's so true. Eating and sleeping. My mantra. 
Now, I'm so curious because I I would love to get a little deeper into this podcast, like Oprah Winfrey style. Um, There's such an interesting stigma with the dance world. And I was wondering if you had any experience, not that you have to like divulge your life, but just if there's ways to curve that, if there's ways to get around it. Because I know there's a lot of young ladies that listen to this podcast and even men that have been in dance companies or dance organizations that have the more negative side of the art. And so I'm curious if that's something that you've encountered or you've encountered people that have had that experience and how you've gotten through it or they've gotten through it. Negative. Sorry, I couldn't quite hear the beginning of the question. Negative in terms of body. Uh, Yeah. In terms of body, in terms of taking care of yourself and things you, you know, how you should take care of yourself and what you should and shouldn't do. And, um, right. You know, it's it's a tough business. Um, it is hard. It's hard because um, I've never really had any super, super negative experiences in terms of other people telling me that I need to lose weight. Um, I mean, it, it has sort of happened to me, um, but I do know other people who it has happened to. Mm-hmm. Um that they'll, they've had mentors or teachers or or people who have told them that they need to lose weight in, in a negative way. Um, and I think at the end of the day, yes. Like, they're, especially in terms of being a woman, in most shows that you're in, you're going to have to be partnered. You're going to have to, you know, if you're replacing somebody in a Broadway show, you're going to have to be able to fit into their costume, fit into whatever costume is the track that you're going in and going into. Um, so, you know, as much as I do wish that it was not true, there, there are certain things that you do have to keep in check in terms of your, your body and, and your weight. Um, but the important thing is to do it, do it healthily. Um, I think that, it's, it's really important to, first of all, hear that from the right people. Like, if you have, it's better to hear it from somebody that you're close with, to be like, hey, you know, why don't we try this? Why don't we try, it? I think, um, maybe if you lost five pounds. It's like, it's so much better to say that rather than to be like, you're fat, you're never going to make it, you're not, you're not good enough. You know, I think that it's, is unfortunately a necessary part of musical theater, um, but is often not handled well. Right. And I think that that is the biggest issue. That being said, I think that even though musical theater is can, can be crazy in terms of body and body image, it's not as bad as, like, say, the ballet world. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not in the ballet world, so... I don't have any sort of personal firsthand experience, but I, I do think that there is room in musical theater for people of multiple different types of body types. I just think that you need to know what kind of mold you fit into and how to get your body to be the best that it can be right. and the most fit and the most in shape and the best that it can be for yourself that makes you feel the best. And that is the most important thing. Like I'm never going to look 
like a prima ballerina. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because that's not the mold that I need to be in. You know, I just need to be fit and healthy for myself and my body. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I hope I'm not. Because it's like, uh, it is difficult to kind of explain, but I think that's, that's the best way I can kind of explain it. Is it is important to look at, but it needs to be handled well, and it's not the be-all, end-all of the whole industry. Yes. Yeah. And see, <laughs> I could not have explained it better, which is why I asked you, so thank you. Mm-hmm. I would like to know what your take is on Dance Moms. Mm-hmm. Dance Moms. Um, I have actually watched quite a bit of Dance Moms. I think um, I think the kids are super talented, and I think it's kind of funny. I, I what is my kids on Dance Moms? Um, obviously, it's it's has a lot of controversy because people think, oh, the kids are not treated well. It's not okay. Like blah blah blah, and it definitely kind of is true. I mean, it's never okay to like yell at a small child like that. Um, and, you know, there, there are a lot of aspects of dance moms that have been really bad. I mean, I don't know how much of the show is, like, editing to make it look really bad or how much of it is actually what's happening because, you know, reality TV is always, you don't know what's edited and what's not. Um, right. But the one thing I will say positively about Dance Moms is that I think that it has encouraged a lot of young kids to be in dance and to start taking dance lessons. Um, So, you know, the sort of more negative and and more controversial aspects of the show aside, like I don't know if I necessarily agree with Abby Woody Miller's way of teaching and yelling at kids, um, but I really do think that it has encouraged a lot of young kids to want to dance. Um, and I think that that's great. I think that that's absolutely wonderful. I think that it's great for young kids to be in dance classes. Um, it really, I mean, even when I was younger and I was taking dance classes and I didn't have any professional aspirations, but I dance classes completely you know, they were like my escape. They were my artistic freedom. Um, and as a young child, I think it's so important to have that. So I think it's it's good that it's encouraging young children to dance. That's so cool. Now, oh, Dance Moms, how I love you. Well, some of her kids are actually on Broadway or were on Broadway at one point. So I feel like if for nothing else, she has the... She has the skill set to get those kids where they need to go. Yeah, no, absolutely. There, I mean, look at like Maddie Ziegler. She's, you know, like incredibly successful. So, she's, like, she's obviously Abby Lee Miller. Clearly, must know somewhat of what she's doing because she's, you know, trained a lot of really, really successful, successful kids. So, I mean, I can't knock it. Do I think that you should be yelling at kids? No, but. You know, clearly she she has a lot of successful students, so but I guess it works. <laughs> That's too funny. Well, good for her. I wish all of them the best. Yes, me too. <laughs> so, in your um, in your study of dance, and now that you are in the in the industry and whatnot, who is your choreographic influence? That's a terrible way to word the question, but I'm gonna just leave it there. <laughs> 
choreographic influence. Yeah. Um, do you mean in terms of me making choreography, or do you mean me as a dancer? Ooh, both questions are fantastic, so I'm going to go with that. Both of them. I like that. Both of them? Yeah. Um, well, the, um, the, the person that I will mention, that, because I definitely feel like I have to, who is like, been sort of, a, uh, I guess, a mentor to me almost ever since that I um, moved here and I've been taking her class very consistently at Broadway Dance Center for the past, you know, two and a half years is Liz Caccini. Um, she teaches at BBC and she is just absolutely one of the best people I've ever met. She's so nice, she's so kind, but she's also so knowledgeable and realistic. Mm-hmm. Um she really takes the time to, you know, in, I mean, she has wildly popular classes. She'll sometimes have like 70 people oh in a class. Um, but she really does take the time after class to talk to each individual student, give them feedback if they ask for it. And she also is an example of somebody who I look up to because she didn't have that sort of fairy tale. She moved to New York and she booked Broadway right away and it was happily ever after. Like she has had to work extremely hard and and grind and really go after what she wants. Um, but she's doing it. And so she, um, just got her equity card recently. And so she's had a very successful career in like regional theaters, um, like all over the country. And now she's, you know, sort of taking that next step to her Broadway dreams. Um, and so I really, I love that because, like I said, she's an example of somebody who didn't just come here and be on Broadway and, like, that was it. And so she's a really great resource for me in terms of um, being realistic and giving me advice on where to go next. Um, so I absolutely love her. I think she's, she's probably one of my biggest influences, I would say. That's so awesome. And then as a dancer, what, let's see, like Jerome Robbins, Bob Fosse, Michael Bennett, what is your, if you could look at a show and go, oh my gosh, if they're doing original choreography, I want in, who would that be? Um, I mean, I love me some Bob Fosse. Um, I have seen Chicago three times. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm necessarily the exact right body type to be in a Fosse show, but I can dream, right? <laughs> Everybody um, can. I, I love Fosse. I love that it's not about tricks and um, how many peel-ups you can do, how high you can kick your leg, um, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I love a good high like living my life but <laughs> at the same time I just love how Fosse's choreography breaks that down gets rid of all the tricks it's so almost sort of full frontal in a way because there's you can't hide behind oh look at this big split leap that I can do or this quadruple pirouette it's just very simple very specific and if you're doing it wrong, it's very obvious. Right. So I, I really, really enjoy that specificity and that exactness. Is there a Fosse show that comes to mind that you would love to do? I mean, 
like I said, I, I've seen Chicago three times. I would love to see Chicago. Um, I think it is just, uh, it is just such a classic show for a dancer. Like, I feel like every dancer would want to do Chicago. It's, it is just such a, like, it's almost sort of like a chorus line, you know what I mean? It's like a very, it's just one of those shows that every dancer wishes that they could do. Right. Um, the, I mean, just to be on that stage doing that, all that jazz choreography, that would be just the dream. So iconic, so beautiful. I don't know. It's, it's such a great show, and I would love to do it. That's so fun. That's so cool. I recently just, well, I say recently, I think it was a year ago, saw Chicago for the first time and was blown away. I saw the movie and I, you know, I love the movie, Richard Gere and mm-hmm. Queen Latifah and Renee Zellweger and all that good stuff. And then I saw the the musical and it's so, it's obviously the same show, but it's just so different. Everything's stripped away. It's just the dancers. It's just them. And I was yeah. so blown away by it that it it was just transformative. I actually saw it with um, Brandy as Roxy, and she was fantastic. So that was oh great. my, I saw Brandy. She was oh my gosh. Here's the thing about Chicago is that they they like to bring in a lot of celebrities to to the Broadway oh, yes. um, company, and sometimes it it doesn't really work as well as I think I would like it to, but Brandy was one of those ones that they brought in and she nailed it. She, I think is maybe my favorite Roxy that I've ever seen. She, you know, it's funny cause we were originally going to see something else. I don't remember what we were going to see, but it was sold out. And my friend was like, I've never seen Chicago. And I was like, I haven't either. It's not a big, like, it doesn't matter to me one way or the other. Um, and Brandy's in it, so I'd love to just see Brandy. And so we're at the TKTS counter, and this guy comes up who's also selling tickets from another company, which I will not say because it's sad. I mean, it's a great company, but I just feel bad that this guy did that. So um, he comes up to us, and we're like, I think we're going to go see Chicago. And he ripped that show to pieces. And he's like, Brandy's terrible, and blah, 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 blah. I don't understand. And so then me being the smart mouth that I am was like, I'm going to see Chicago just to see if you're right, sir. <laughs> so we went wow. and it was incredible funny because I used to do that um, as my survival job I used to stand at, at GKTS and around Times Square and um, give out discounts and um, tell people information about going to see shows and one of the shows I promoted was Chicago um, that's too funny so that's actually funny that you tell that story because he was probably, like, one of our competitors. <laughs> he probably was. Like, he was just not into it. And I was like, sir, I, I'm going. And so then I told him I was going, and he literally followed me to the TKTS booth and tried to talk me out of it as I'm giving them money. And I'm like, sir, my money is oh, gone. Gosh. Like, I'm not going. That's I'm like, this is not worth it at that point. Like, go talk to somebody else. I know. Really this <laughs> so then the TKTS guy gives me my ticket, and my friends and I walk away, and we're literally walking towards the theater, and he goes, I hope it sucks. We're like, oh, my God. You're the <laughs> worst, sir. That is ridiculous. I feel like that was his last day. I'm not going to lie about it. And he just didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> but... We went and saw the show, and after the show, uh, I d- actually didn't think she would, because a lot of, you know, when they bring in Hollywood to those types of shows, they don't really do meet and greets all that often. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brandy stood outside for two and a half hours and met every single human being that was in that line, took pictures with them, signed things, 
had stories with them. Oh. I was impressed with that woman. She was incredible with her fans. She's amazing. Yep, I completely agree. So sweet, so sweet. So I hope that she comes back to Broadway in something else. I know Wayne Brady's coming to Broadway soon. I know he's in Chicago doing um, yes. doing Hamilton. Oh gosh, that was confusing. But yes. I, it's been fun to see some of the Hollywood people that they brought into shows. I saw um, Carly Rae Jepsen and Fran Drescher in Cinderella, which was... Um, it happened, and I loved the show, and Fran was funny, and Carly was cute. So I'll say that to be very diplomatic. How's that? Yes. <laughs> I saw, oh, who did I see in Cinderella? Um, what's her name? Oh, no, this is so embarrassing. The girl who from Aquila and the Bee. <laughs> from, from what? The girl from Aquila and the Bee. <laughs> the, oh, Kiki Palmer. Yes, oh, yes, I saw Kiki Palmer as Cinderella. <laughs> I actually um, heard she was really good. She was. I, she, her, um, she was very unique. And I saw Cinderella twice because that was also one of the shows I promoted at my old job. Um, but so she, she made a lot of vocal and acting choices that were very unique. And I really um, appreciated that. I really, I, I was like, don't, don't you, you're not just trying to copy anybody. Like, I really thought that her choices were really, were really nice. Her dancing was okay, but her singing <laughs> and her acting choices were, were really unique and really nice to see. Was that the pairing of Kiki Palmer and uh, either Nene Leakes or Sherry Shepard? Sorry, I'm sorry. What was that? Was that the pairing between Kiki Palmer and Sherry Shepard? Was there a companion? I'm sorry, I'm like... <laughs> No, it's okay. The stepmother, I feel like, was paired with Kiki Palmer, and I can't remember if it was Nene Leakes or if it was Sherry Shepard. Oh. No, I thought that she was great, the uh, Sherry. Um, I thought that she did a good job. She was very funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I'm trying to think of other stunt casting that I've seen, and I don't know that I've seen very many. I don't know that I've... I've been very fortunate to have seen a lot of the original cast are very new replacement casts. So I don't know mm-hmm. that I've, I don't know that I've seen stunt casting, to be honest. I'm one of those people that I wish I could see more sometimes, but you know, such as okay, I mean, you know. At the end of the day, it's a Broadway show when it's on Broadway. So it really can't be that bad. You can miss the Exactly. In it. Exactly. <laughs> so as a musician as well, because I find dancers to be musicians, so that's me. What's your go-to musical genre? My go-to musical genre? Um, well, when I'm not listening to show tunes, you mean? <laughs> um, good one, good one. I listen one. to a lot of show tunes. I listen to the Hamilton soundtrack. <laughs> you and me both, honey. You and me both. Um, but honestly, um, I love listening to... I don't know. I I have sort of two different sides of me. I love listening to like top forty, the kind of song that you would like go out and dance in the club and listen to. Except for I listen to it in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then I also really love like orchestral music. I love listening to movie soundtracks, mm-hmm. um, just like instrumental orchestral. I just find that. Um, very relaxing and I also find that like if I'm trying to 
do work, like if I'm on my computer or if I'm doing something else, if I'm listening to songs that are that have words, I get really distracted and just start singing along. Um, so I really love listening to orchestral music because I just find it to be great, um, relaxing and just sort of like I can put it on and I won't be distracted and it's just like a nice thing to have playing in the background. So that's, I have a lot of different sides to my, to my music taste. That's so cool though. Now, when you go to audition for a musical, what's in your audition binder? What's in my audition binder? Well, I have it right here. I can go through it. <laughs> um, so I have my... Um, when you're a dancer, I feel like it might be different if you're a singer. Like, if you're a singer first, obviously, you need to have, like, more thorough um, books. But basically, I just have, like... My classic ballad, classic up-tempo, contemporary ballad, contemporary up-tempo, and my pop rock. Um, so, um, do you want to hear, like, specific songs that I have? I would love <laughs> to. I would love um, to. I'm excited. I have, so my first song in here is my classic ballad, and that's The Song Is Ended um, by Irving Berlin, and that's a really nice one. I actually sang that for the first time ever at my callback for the Cinderella non-union tour, speaking of Cinderella. Okay. <laughs> I auditioned for that on Monday, and I sang that for my callback, and that was my first time ever singing it in audition, so I thought that it went That's awesome. fairly well. Um, and then, oh my gosh, so much Cinderella. My classic upset, though, is from Cinderella. <laughs> really? Um, uh, the Steps of Superman, which I like because it's like up-tempo and fun and funny and sort of character-y. Absolutely. Um, so it shows like some sort of an acting side as well. Um, and then um, my go-to song that I love to sing, but is unfortunately not really appropriate for a lot of shows, is Come Out of the Dumpster from The Wedding Singer. Yes! I love, I love singing this song. I feel like it fits really, really well in my voice, and it sort of shows range, but also has a really huge acting component as well. Um, so I would say that's, that's my favorite song to sing. And whenever it is possibly appropriate for me to sing a song from the wedding singer, Amen. I do it because I, I love, I love that song. So yeah, that's, that's my go-to, I'll say. That's so cool. I love that show. I have such a deep love for that music and that show. I don't know why, but it's just so cool. I love it. It's so fun. It's just so fun. It's one of those shows that, like, gets you to think and gets you to feel, but it's also, like, you leave there and you just want to hum those songs. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, listen, I want to do some rapid-fire questions because I want our listeners to get to know you as a person. So, I'm going to ask you a series of rapid-fire questions. Are you ready? Okay. I'm all shot. It's really fun. <laughs> okay, here we go. What's your favorite color? Purple. Favorite candy? Oh, well, I'm, uh, I'm vegan, so I'm a little bit limited in, in that area, but I'm going to say, I think, Sour Patch Kids, because yes. I can have those. They're vegan. Okay. Favorite TV show? <laughs> Sorry? Favorite TV show? Favorite TV show? Game of Thrones. Favorite pre-show meal? Pre-show meal? Oh, sushi, but veggies, veggie sushi. Favorite post-show meal? 
veggie sushi. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite, I love sushi. It's my favorite food. Me too. I can't. I could eat sushi all day long. Favorite show currently on Broadway? Oh, uh, I mean, is it lame if I say Hamilton? Nope. I, I just saw it a couple weeks ago and was, I mean, obviously, completely blown away. It's, I'm sure you and your audience don't need me to say it was amazing. You know, it's definitely one of those shows that I'm gonna be real honest before I ask or answer this next question. Or ask you this next question. Absolutely. I and I saw I saw in the Heights when it was on Broadway yep. with Lynn Manuel in it. And I was absolutely floored. I was a huge fan from that moment on. So I was very excited to finally get to see Hamilton, even if Lynn wasn't in it anymore. <laughs> so you know how those shows come out and there's so much hype over them, and then I'm one of those people that, like, if you're going to hype a show, I'm going to not see it because it drives me crazy because it's just overkill. Right. And it's happened a few times with me with Wicked and with Legally Blonde and, you know, some great mm-hmm. shows. I just never... I got to see Wicked before the cast album came out, before it was ever on any TV shows. It was crazy. So I loved it. And I then, love Legally Blonde, though, I will say. Oh, so good. I and love like Legally Blonde. All <laughs> these shows I got episodes. to see, it's so, they're amazing. And all the shows I got to see came out before the cast album came out. So then I got to see, mm-hmm. or, you know, the cast album came out and everyone was like, oh my God, Legally Blonde, Wicked, blah, blah, blah. And Hamilton happened, and I kept hearing a lot about it, and then the cast album came out, and then more TV press, and... I was like, this is crazy. Like, it's really good. But I also don't have yeah. an extra kidney to sell somebody, so I'm never going to see it. Mm-hmm. And My my mom um, got me and her and my sister tickets for Christmas. So that's how I got to see it. And that is exactly how I got to see it. A friend of mine bought my best friend and I tickets, and we went. And it, I couldn't, I can't even tell you the first few chords. I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. And it hadn't even started yet. It was was brilliant. So if, you know, listeners, if you haven't seen it, or if you have seen it, go see it again. Tell your friends. It's in Chicago. It's in, it'll be in London next year. It's going to tour. And the tours, the tours are going out. Go see it. You don't want to miss it. I'm sorry. Anyways, that was my Hamilton plug. Maybe Lynn will hear it and want (laughs) to be on the show. Who knows? Um, So I feel like this might go hand in hand. What is uh, your favorite cast recording you're addicted to? Uh, I mean, Hamilton, I don't know. Uh, I won't say Hamilton. I'll think of something else. Um, I love, oh gosh, I mean, I I love the In the Heights cast recording. I know that that's in the same vein, but I, I absolutely love it. Speaking of Legally Blonde, definitely another one of my favorites. Um, um, oh gosh. Oh, and the chorus line revival. Yes. The OBC. The original Broadway cast one is good too, but I like the revival because I can the opening, the God, I hope I get it, from the original Broadway cast album is so fast. It's so I like fast. The revival because I can actually dance to it. It's like <laughs> slowed down. <laughs> oh gosh. What is your favorite old school Broadway show before nineteen ninety? Before nineteen ninety. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Like all of these sort of like Rogers and Hammerstein are kind of like going through my head. Um, 
Oh, it's so hard. I really love the one that just keeps popping into my head is The Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie with Julie Andrews um, like was the movie that I watched whenever I was sick at home, like when I was little, and it just made me so happy. And that was like even before I even had any kind of professional dance and musical theater aspirations. It, the music just made me so happy. I don't know. So I guess, I guess I'll go with that. That's a hard question. I'd have to like, I'm sure I could think about it for ages, but we'll go with that. <laughs> what is your guilty pleasure TV show that you watch? Um, I'm going to be honest. I actually don't watch a whole lot of TV. Um, I don't have Netflix. I'm like such a weirdo. Um, Game of Thrones is pretty much the only TV show that I've watched. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I don't really have one. <laughs> Sorry. That's, live your life. That's fine. I don't know how you survive without Netflix, but hey, that's fine. I don't know how you... I, is this really guilty pleasure? I love eating pita bread and baba ganoush. Mmm. Okay. Is that, is that a guilty pleasure? I mean, sure. I think it's a sad question, but I, I don't really eat them that often, but I, I love pita bread and baba ganoush. Like, I could eat way too much of it. That's so good. Now, I'm kind of like a weird, like, health person. I don't know. Listen, live your life. You're going to live longer than all the rest of us that eat all the guilty things that we shouldn't. So I'm with you. (laughs) What's your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday? Uh, I mean, I think I have to go with Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Christmas. I love how much. Um, music is in Christmas. I love Christmas music. Me too. Um, and I love all the Christmas movies. Um, and it just, it comes at a time of year where I'm usually doing a lot of relaxing. Mm-hmm. So that's always really nice as well. That's awesome. Uh, summer, winter, spring, or fall, which one is your favorite? Uh, I would say Spring, but we don't really have one of those in New York, so I guess I'll go with summer. Not I can't wrong. really eat the cold very much. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite coast, East Coast or West Coast? East Coast, hands the. I visited LA for the first time last summer, mm-hmm. and it was nice for a visit, but I could never live there. Yeah. Um, I don't like how you have to drive everywhere, I hate driving. Um, and it was just so like, everything was so spread out and everybody was so laid back and I'm just so not like that. Like if I go in to a smoothie place and I ask for a smoothie, like I don't want it to take like 80 years. Like, you know what I mean? Where right. I feel like everyone like tried to like talk to you and like you laid back and be like, Oh yeah, like your smoothie's coming. And I'd be like. I don't understand. Because in New York, everything's just like boom, boom, boom. And I just, I love that, like, fast pace of <laughs> right. what the East Coast has. So, all right, just for a visit, can't live there. All right, that's fair. <laughs> What's your favorite vacation spot? Favorite vacation spot? Um, hmm. I don't know, home. Like, home home with her parents. <laughs> That's good. I'm giving you that one. Honestly, 
Like, I feel like you can't go wrong with that. I mean, obviously, I, I do love the beach. I love swimming. Um, um, I was, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed visiting L.A. last summer. I, you know, love, I've been to Orlando on vacations, and that's always really great. But I feel like nothing beats, like, going home for, like, winter break to your parents' house. I don't Absolutely. know. I mean. No, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. I have two more questions for you. Okay. What is your dream role? My dream role? Mm-hmm. Um, um, like, realistically, or, like, like I could actually play this, or, like, I would never actually play this role? I will answer in the best way I know how that was written by somebody else. So I'm going to give you this quote, and you can take it for what it is. A dream is a wish that your heart makes. So you may answer it however you want to. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I, I, like I said before, I really would love to play Val in a chorus line. But, so I'll give you two. Realistically, Val in a chorus line. Mm-hmm. Unrealistically, I would love to play Usnavi in In the Heights. Yes. <laughs> Who said that's unrealistic? I, here's what I bet. I bet that Lin-Manuel will gender reverse all of his shows one day. I bet you money. Oh, especially Hamilton. Oh, yeah. I feel like that would be so brilliant. I feel like one day when we're, I feel like I'm older than you, but I feel like when we're in our, like, 40s and they're starting to revive these shows like Hamilton, and unless Hamilton is still running, who knows, um, Hamilton and In the Heights, that Lin will be like, I want to do this with all females. Like, okay, all right, we're in it. <laughs> and then we're like, yeah. And then it would win Tony's for Best Revival. It'd be great. And so my last question, I play a game. It's not really a game on this show. But um, the guest before leaves a question for the guest after. And I want to ask you the question that was left for you by our previous guest, who I can't tell you who it is. It's a little bit of a mystery. You'll have to listen to the podcast and figure it out. Um, And then I would love for you to leave a question for our next guest. Okay. So the question that was left for you was, what would you want written on your gravestone in one sentence? Oh, a little bit uh, morbid. It is, uh, but it's funny if you knew who it was from, I promise. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Is this cheating? I don't think I'd want to be buried, but I think I'd rather, I don't know. I don't like the idea of, like, rotting in the ground. But if I did have a gravestone, hypothetically... You are so healthy, um, and I love it. Oh, uh... Definitely something about dancing. Something really simple. Just, like, and then she danced. Or something Ooh, like that. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I'd have to think about it, I think, a little bit longer than I just did, but... We'll go with that. We'll go with that. That's so cool. I love that. And then she danced. That's so cool. And what question would you like to leave for our next guest? Um, hmm. What question? No, take your time. Um, um, who would... Other than yourself, who would play you in a Broadway musical about your life? That's funny. Is that okay? Is that a good one? That's perfect. (laughs) I'm writing it down as we speak. Perfect. 
And then before you hang up, after I stop recording, I'll tell you who asked you that first question because it's really funny. Okay. So I just want to have you plug yourself and have our listeners get to know you and all of the good stuff. So you are on Instagram, you're on Twitter, I think, you're on Snapchat, you're on Facebook, you have your website. Tell us everything, because I would love for them to find you and follow you and get to know you. Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, my Instagram is like my life. I love Instagram. I'm at SarahJuliet627. Um, my birthday is June 27, so 627. Um, and my website is com. And a little shameless plug, I actually just started a new little sort of business for myself. Um, I have been encouraged for a long time by my peers to start a little business where I edit people's dance reels for them. It's just something that I, I really like doing, and I'm fairly good at it, I think. My friends have always asked me to do this. So they were like, you should make a business out of this. So if you want to check it out, it's sarahgetsreal.com, but real is spelled R-E-E-L, like a dance reel. So it's sarahgetsreal.com. You can check out my brand new website. I actually just launched it yesterday. Oh, my God. So... Um, you're the first people to know that. Yay! Um, yeah. I'm about to promote that on my Facebook page today because I have friends that are getting ready to go to college and need that. So that's amazing. Congratulations. Oh Perfect. Yeah. So Sarah Sarah Julia on Instagram. Sarah gets real spelled R-E-E-L. Look all of those things up. You don't want to miss what she's doing next. She could be in a city near you. You could go to New York and see her in a show work with her at Broadway Dance Center. You need to know this wonderful woman. And I said so, so do it right now. Sarah, thank (laughs) you for being on the show. I am so appreciative. This was such a great insight into the world of dance that I know nothing about. But I am so appreciative that you chatted with us. Yes, thank you so much. I had so much fun. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so glad. And hopefully we'll have you on again. And next time I'm in the city, we'll grab coffee and sushi because that's our life. Yes. Thank you so, so much. And I appreciate you. All right. Thank you so much. Bye.